Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. 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 I thought I was going to say welcome back there, but I didn't. There's one man that might have known that he wasn't going to say welcome back, and that's going to be today's guest. This guy. Let me tell you a story about this guy. I was introduced to him uh, through a friend of a friend and an acquaintance of acquaintance. I was looking for answers that there was no possible way anyone could have given me because these answers were personal questions. I was on some sort of a interesting mark. Uh, so uh, in steps, Len Wright. And uh, I was impressed. We got on a 15-minute phone call, which turned into two hours, which turned into we must do this again, which turned into a meeting of the minds, which turned into uh, utter amazement. Uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with this, this individual. I'm really impressed with my next guest. I, there's not a lot of, you know, I, I could keep going. I could keep blowing smoke, but, uh, but I'm not going to. Uh, I think you guys are really going to like this episode. I think we're, we're all going to have a lot of fun here. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please allow me to introduce to you, uh, Mr. Len Wright, the mystic. <laughs> Thanks, man. That was an awesome, in, uh, uh, it was, I'm, I'm speechless and this is so rare as you're going to find out, but that's, <laughs> that's awesome. It, it was really good. I mean, um, I wasn't even really aware that, that that was going on behind the scenes, but um, we're going to absolutely have fun today. I think we're going to give people a lot to be able to contemplate over the next couple of days after they listen to this. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, and a lot of different information. I really, uh, I'm looking forward to going deep and expanding on stuff that um, they probably wondered about for the majority of their life. Uh, you know, and, and that's one of those things where, you know, if you're listening to this by happenstance, just because you've listened to all my other podcasts, you're going to get something out of this. Uh, and if you found this based on how we've set up the search engines, you're going to get a lot out of this. Uh, it's a really neat, a really neat topic. This is something that I do. Uh, in my coaching, uh, I work with people, we get to the root of things. And there are so many titles out there for people like me that want to help. And they all come across as condescending or weird or juju. People want to call me a life coach. People want to call you a mystic. But I think both of us have, have settled on a comfortable title that you know, we don't necessarily address ourselves as, but we could certainly refer to ourselves as uh, peak performance assistance individuals. Um, you've been doing peak performance, studied and trained in it, um, not, not to mention all the other knowledge that you have, but peak performance, what does that mean to you, a peak performance specialist? Well, you know, I, I actually got into this. When I was a teenager, um, late teens, <laughs> I'm really dating myself here, but uh, Tony Robbins actually had his 30-day uh, audio program. It was on cassette tapes, and he was actually on TV every night flogging his tapes and I was one of those guys sitting on the couch looking at it going you know and I had spent uh, a lot of time in these uh, quote-unquote religious world I was raised uh, in a Christian um, uh, religion in an, in an upbringing and so I was around uh, certain spiritual ideas and things so that wasn't foreign to me and I think that was the gateway so that you know I was I was willing to look further but I bought his course 
and started doing that. And uh, it, it just, it started expanding me to what was possible. And in that, it said somewhere in that whole 30 day program that we only use approximately 10% maximum of our potential. And I went 10% and that's a maximum. So what, you know, some of us are walking around with maybe two or three, 4% of our potential. And the other, nothing's, nothing is actually created for waste for no purpose at all. So there's gotta be something or some way to be able to tap into the rest of the 90%. And why is it there? What is it? So that really, that was probably one of the real um, initiating factors into uh, exploring more mm-hmm. and doing more research was I'm really, okay, this is really gets me because I'm wanting to be the best me I can be. Yeah. But what, you know, and so, I started delving more into that and, and learning more and from Tony, then all of a sudden I went into um, an NLP, neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis, and design human engineering and patterns of persuasion. You, you, jumped, you jumped over that, but NLP, ladies and gentlemen, is neuro-linguistic programming, something that you have been a victim of your entire life without even realizing <laughs> it. And well, now, it's actually, yeah. <laughs> once you're aware of it, you can become a creator of it and not a victim to it. Yeah, I mean, it's like everything, right? Any uh, tool can be used to be able to, um, you know, crude saying, bash somebody's skull in, or it can be used to dr- build a dream house mm-hmm. or build a hospital. I mean, it, it, it's all in how the tool is used. And, um, but it is, it definitely uh, gave me a great understanding of how the mind works and how human behavior works. And I found that this whole science was my absolute passion. It was where I, I am intoxicated. And that was going back 30 years ago. And when I, in the nineties, I I just really delved into more of the subconscious, more of the ways, altered state work, uh, ways to be able to dive into why do we do, why do we think the way we do, what's this, what's that, and tinkering within the machine. And so I did that with some of the greats that were out there. I I went and was trained by actually the same person that Tony was. Um, I decided I'm going to go to the developer of NLP, which is Richard Bamberg. And uh, his uh, right-hand guy is John Laval. And so I, I went and trained with them for you know, a couple of years. <laughs> and after that, then I moved on to other things that were like that and uh, spent quite a long time in, in that field. And then the, as every great philosopher realizes, what then starts blending is science as well as a, a type of spirituality without the religion and the dogma. And every great philosopher, every great artist, every great person that has looked at the science and studied it um, has really turned that union between the two mysticism. And so that's where the mystic comes in is because everything I say and do, although certain points and a lot of it to certain people in languaging may sound woo woo, <laughs> may sound out there. It's every, everything I'm saying is actually backed in, and can be explained also in the language of science. Well, the funny thing about that is when you talk about mysticism and woo-woo, um, every, every topic that comes up in that realm, in that field, is um, essentially unlearning the bullshit that we learned. Yeah. So when yeah. you, you want to step into mysticism, ladies and gentlemen, turn off the television and figure out where it came from because there's a collective of people that figured out how to quote-unquote NLP, you, Neuro Linguistic Pathways, get inside your mind, programming, television, programming. They invented a device, they put it in your house, and now they talk to everybody all at once and they make it seem like it's your choice. So you have to unlearn that stuff 
to get to well, this and position. You, and you have to, I mean, you're looking at it in a perception that it's somehow against you or, or, or on you. Whereas when you realize what it is and it's a tool, it's just something else I turn on and I get to choose what I take in. Then it becomes just like, you know, I have people saying about Facebook or social platforms. Oh, they're this, they're that. You can unfollow anybody without unfriending. You can, you can completely cull your, your feed to actually feed you. And then yeah. it becomes a tool. So, I mean, any tool that's out there is it, nothing is actually inherently evil in that way. Uh, you know, you're hundred you know? percent right. And, and where I can talk about that and where I can speak on that is my audience knows that uh, I've, I've, not that I've pointed the finger, but I've certainly, you know, had opinions on certain things. Um, yeah. And the, one of the, the first time you and I spoke, uh, you really opened my mind uh, with one thing that you said sort of rang inside my head and, and, and resonated through all kinds. And it was so simple. And I'd heard it a thousand times, just like any coaching scenario or, or principle or anything like that, when, you know, it, it's when you're ready to understand it and comprehend mm -hmm. it, it'll click. The messenger will be, the message will be sent properly. Um, and it had to do with perception. You know, it stemmed from you and it stemmed from, uh, basically it was good and evil. You mm -hmm. spoke on, um, and I had the note there, uh, I've missed it. Mm -hmm. We'll get into this as well, but I believe it was yeah. the seven factors, but you spoke on the, um, the inability uh, to be good and evil, that there is no good and evil, that there is only perception of good and evil, uh, and that there is also good in every ounce of evil and evil in every ounce of good. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that you, I'm not doing it much justice, but you've certainly got, <laughs> you've certainly got a, a thing there, but that, that, why that resonated with me was because this, this applies to your tool. You also yeah. said, you know, you can't have boiling water without a piece of it being ice water. At one point mm -hmm. it was ice. It all comes through. Uh, and that, what I just said there will blow people's minds. Cause they're like, you're an asshole. You can't have ice in boiling water. It doesn't work that way. Molecularly, it does. Greater picture, right. smaller picture, however you look right. at it, it does. Now, that yeah. being said. And that, Adam, I was just going to say, sorry, I was just going to say, Adam, that is the key to all of it. Mm -hmm. The level of perception or the level of understanding that you're willing to be able to discuss or observe the subject at yeah. is, is everything. Because if you're only looking at the physical and the moral, then that's going to lead you to certain assumptions. And this information. And this, um, this is one of those things that I, I touched on this, ladies and gentlemen, um, prior to uh, us going live, I asked him, is there anything we can talk about? And this may be one of those things that he doesn't want to talk about, Len, mm. at you right now. By the way, I'm no. staring at him, ladies and gentlemen. So I see yeah. him staring at You no, can't no, see no. him. This is all a podcast. But <laughs> what, I like how I like to describe that. Ladies, you can't see us. Just putting that out there. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see it. Uh, and that's like, that's basically what we're talking about, perception, right? Just yeah. because you can't see us doesn't mean we're not here. You can hear our voices. So you go, oh, okay, that's great. But you we see, we, we rely, Adam, on our senses to tell us the truth about our reality. And yet, if we don't understand what the how the information is developed through those senses, we take blindly what the senses gives us. And, and for the majority, it, the senses is only tools to allow us in this realm to be able to bump around. Um, yeah. I can be standing next to a dog and the dog freaks out because he hears a dog whistle and I don't hear anything. Does the dog whistle exist? Yes. It's just above my frequency to be able to understand or relate to it. And on a, so, more, 
on a more common tone, like if you're standing there and somebody's behind you or comes up behind you and you don't hear them or feel them or anything, most of the time you can sense somebody's behind you. Just sense them. So, I mean, I mean, that's all there. I I wanted to say in this sense, when we were talking about good and evil, ice and heat and boiling water, it was, um, and my audience will, will be familiar with the Illuminati or the Freemasons or 33rd degree Masons or any of these guys or the people running the show or how all of politics are, are, uh, uh, you know, a sham and all the whole world's a stage. Everything's an illusion. You know, there was, this was prior to me talking to you, this was the path that I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that path was, it's funny because that was, that was essentially the shift. Now mm-hmm. I was like, you know, in my mind, I had learned all these new things over the course of the years, you know, obviously nine yeah. 11 and how obviously nine 11 took place. Ladies and gentlemen, the world trade center did come down. The story we were told about why they came down, how they came down, probably not true. So that in and of itself is like, okay, so they lied to us. They lied to us. And then the big question, once you break out of that, that, that acceptance of everything on television is there to benefit you, you can start asking questions. And the cool thing about that is, and this is where, this is where, uh, you know, you get into the rabbit hole. Um, Mm. Jed McKenna, the author, Jed McKenna says, the one thing that he talked about was uh, that I really liked was Alice from Alice in the Wonderland, Alice in the Looking Glass, uh, talking to Morpheus. Morpheus says, take the red pill or the blue pill. And she says, look at you. Look at you with your pills. You go up one level and you think you're a world traveler. She <laughs> says, I've jumped through dimension after dimension after dimension. You know, And it's, it's a funny thought because once you accept that the World Trade Center was, a, was an act, was a bit, then you can sort of realize that television is scripted and that the news is more than likely scripted and that there's a media and a, and, a, and, a, and a message and a delivery intentionally coming through. And then you have to ask yourself, why is it coming through? And then you say, it's us versus them. This is my journey. Just, just. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah no, I, I, say, I understand it. Yeah. It's us versus them. And then you're like, well, who is us and who is them? And then you're like, well, now it's, you know, now there is no good, no evil. And then it's like all the, all the stuff that we perceive as evil was them trying to help us. And without the appearance of evil, how would we have woken up and how would we have accepted? And if they're doing all this evil with the intent of waking us up, then it's essentially good evil. And then and your mind, essentially, ladies and gentlemen, your mind shatters and you enter this abyss of what in the actual Jesus crow am I looking at here? And that's when the real work begins. When you've gone up yeah. 10 levels, and, and, and you realize that any narrative that you can come up with is probably bullshit, but it's also probably hundred percent accurate. Actually it is total bullshit. And it's also hundred percent accurate because it's what is going to get you to the next spot. And the next spot's only going to lead you to the next spot, which again, Len, you were the one that, that shook me with that. You gave me that one nugget, that one piece that sort of lit a catalyst ass under my fire. Or however, that one comes out there, ladies and gentlemen, I'm exhausted. Been a day. Bear with me as I mix my metaphors. So it's that sort of stuff that is absolutely incredible. You, you take your piece of life, you inject your information with my piece of life. My brain runs rampant with your words. New ideas are formed. Um, also the basis of peak performance and mystic and assistant and coach and life coach and mentor and all of this stuff is your information well, with my information. Here, everybody here's explodes. The, here's the thing, Adam, behind all of it, and this is the real importance that gets lost in the conspiracy theory 
Chase, uh, I, and I, look, I, I understand it fully because I was on it. I, I understand. You, I I've watched the same well videos. Hole, yeah. Oh, I've been down the rabbit hole. You think you're down the rabbit hole, brother. <laughs> you, you don't. You ain't been down that rabbit hole the same way. And it's, But, you know, here's the thing in the end. Here's an example or a metaphor I'll use, okay? And everybody really, really take a look at this because there's power behind it. You get caught up in the game by doing so. If you're going to school, say you're in high school, okay, or you're in university, college, doesn't really matter. You're going to an academic um, arena and you're there to be able to learn for yourself, right? Are you able, you're making grades for anybody else in the, in the school or is your grades, your grades, it's your grades, right? Yeah. You don't, you don't work. And then all of a sudden somebody else gets a B because of your work. You get a B because your own work in that school. So taking that into account in any school or, situation, or you had to deal with one of the smarter kids, <laughs> right? Yeah, then. but then even then, okay. But even then, who do you cheat out of learning in the end? Well, yourself, yeah, right? Because you don't, the school is there as an academic venture, a project to be able to bring you up through those grades in learning. If you don't learn, you just don't pass. It's all good. You can take it again. You can do it over again. But that's what the thing is for. Now, when you go into a high school, as an example, okay, the majority of kids have no real clue as to why they're really there because when they're there, they're gossiping, they're getting in trouble, they're messing around this. It becomes more of a social thing for a lot of those kids just waiting to get out of there. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm really pointing to society here because they're in a school that the only, the only person that they're hurting by their disfocus on what they should be focusing on is themselves. The learning opportunity is exact is sitting there for them. That's why they're there. That's why they're brought there. They're in the school. But then what they do in the school is completely up to them because their grades are theirs. If they want to mess around and fool around the whole class and not learn a damn thing, okay, but they just won't pass. They won't know the they won't have the information. The information, the schooling, the education is why they're there. Also so if they want to if they want to dive into doing something else or learning something else through that school and not deal with math and science and language above, uh, you know, social studies, all this kind of stuff. That's still their choice. We're all in a school. So when you're pointing at, you know, in life, when you're pointing and, and chasing down somebody else's life, trying to be able to prove something, get evidence, they're this, this is happening. That's happening. This here's the big thing that happens, Adam. Drum roll. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. <laughs> you lose your life. You lose your life. What are you really gaining through it? You're so, gaining everything, information about another's life. And in that whole time, years go by and you haven't really found out anything about you. Yeah. And so you are getting a D or a C minus just skating by in life and wondering what's going on. Why isn't life better? But all you're filling it is stuff that's the gossip of the school. It's not any kind of higher learning at all, but the higher learning is right there. If you focus, if you study, if you do that in what you're there for, it's there. And then all of a sudden you get to actually, you know, you go with honors. Now, if I take that exact same analogy and say you're in high school and you're there to learn, I can also say that you're being indoctrinated into a system. Yeah. Yeah. But because see, there you dive, now, you dove right into it again. No, I know right I did. Into it again. But, but, no, but on, in on, that, on. in that essence, just to stay, just to stick with your story, right? Yeah. You're being indoctrinated into a system. Now, regardless, regardless of if you believe 
your history teacher in your history class. You're going to get the grades. You're going to, if you play by the right. rules, you're going to get the grades. I'm not if saying you, play by the rules. Hold on, I'm a sec, saying, hold on a sec. Okay. If you, if you then, um, you know, if you understand, and nobody does until afterwards, but if you understand that it's an indoctrination system, you're still in it and you're still there to learn. So regardless of what you're learning, the whole idea is that you have an opportunity to learn it for yourself, right. which right. is in line with what you were talking about. Because when you do focus on, again, not so much the school politics or the, the yeah. gossip, but you understand how you can navigate society. You, you understand a certain thing. And to always, they should teach you, they, this, what the school doesn't teach you is how to think. They absolutely teach you what to think. But they don't know how to think themselves, right? They have teachers teaching things that they don't love. Exactly. Right? Exactly. They're not passionate about it. I mean, that's not a teacher. How can somebody teach something that they really don't like? And that's the point that I'm trying to make behind it. If you look at something as indoctrination, then you're going to go in at jaded, period. But it is indoctrination. I would never, yeah, but, but, but it, I don't have to look at it that way because I don't care about that. I'm looking at it to get something out of it. This education is going to do this for me. If I go in, you're, you're look, drilling down uh, to the gossip yeah. level. You're, looking, you're drilling down to the gossip level still. And that's well, why no, my no. point is here is when you're looking at here, there's three levels of governance from Plato. Okay. The second level of governance is really what we're, you know, most of North America at least, but a lot of our world is really focused on, which is opinion, belief, and feeling. That's how they're running their life. Everything is, I think, I feel, I this, blah, blah. but yet they're doing it from levels that they don't even understand how that thought was created, where it comes from, where it Wait, comes from. <laughs> right. Like, like, it's like you're coming from limitation already. And then you think you're having this big thought. Well, hold on. It's still coming from a limitation. So anyhow, what I'm saying is the third level. Okay. And the second level by opinion, belief or feeling can only lead to conflict. Cause even if you and I say, yeah, we agree, you know, fist bump, we go out the doors, there's going to be somebody out there that disagrees right away. Okay. Oh, there's so already somebody there's, who's turned off the podcast, right? Now. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so that point can only lead to war, can only lead to conflict. There's no peace in that level whatsoever. That's the right. third level is governed by immutable law or principle, nature's law, which is actually, you touched on it before when you said about, you know, the evil and the good and that type of idea, and you said something about the seven factors. Well, there's a seven principles, the seven hermetic teachings or philosophy. Those Mental, seven, yeah. correspondence, vibration, rhythm, cause and effect, polarity, and gender. See, I did take notes last time we spoke. Yes. <laughs> Those seven are the building blocks to all creation, including every one of your experiences. You can't get away from anything. You try right now in this moment, just try not being the cause to the next effect. Oh, I can do it. Maybe some right. people can't, but, you but just I did. can. Because I'm great, just, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, but you, you just did it because the effect was you saying you're great. That's right. The cause to that was you can't get away from it because it is a part of life. It is a part of creation itself. And it's, it's sewn into the tapestry of universal creation. So in science, I mean, hermeticism is the first uh, coming before any of those holy books, coming before science, coming before medicine. Hermetics, you're going to find in all of those. Even the actual sign or symbol for hermeticism is the um, same symbol that you find on it for Western medicine. And since this is a, a, a podcast show, where did you come across this information 
in what part of your journey? How did you get that? Hmm. Let me think here. Cause it was sort of, um, the hermetic philosophy alone was when I started studying mysticism, because it's really, it's, it's one of the, if, <laughs> if not one of the biggest back, um, spinal backbound creation foundations there mm -hmm. is, you can't, you can't understand life properly until for, you for, understand for these men, things. For two men really good with words, we're screwing up a lot today. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Well, it's, it's hard. Like, what, you see, all of, this, all of this, you have to be careful of getting caught in the, the, the madman's game because we are yeah. finite minds trying to understand an infinite subject. So you have, to, you have to understand that first, but then it also means that that third level that I was speaking of, of governance, is by nature's law alone. And that is the only, because you take it out of, I think it's this, I believe it's this. It has nothing to do with that because whether you agree well, or that's not, also on injecting, effect, that's also injecting pride and ego into a, into a right, thing. Right. So. But it, like it caused an effect like we just did. There's no way to take cause and effect out of your experience. There's no way to be able to alter the process of cause and effect. Uh, not, I mean, alter, there's no way to take it out. It's just, it's, it's gotta be there. So in that case, once you make your decisions based on those laws that don't change, then everything in your world that does change gets a proper hierarchy. Because how do you, how do you from emotion or from thought, how do you choose things in your life, make decisions, considering that what you're choosing from is beliefs that are constantly changing? Mm -hmm. So how can you really be stable? You can't. You live well, this, a roller coaster life all over the place. That jumps right back to the fundamentals that we were talking about. When I said you're in an indoctrination camp and you said, well, now you're, now you're injecting a story. When you're fundamentally taught the wrong things and you don't question them, you go through life with the wrong knowledge, you ask the wrong questions, you never get to where you need to get to because you never really shot up. You know, it, the, the thing is, though, is I found that, you know, I, I did a lot of jobs, Adam, in my life um, that I couldn't figure out what the heck I was doing at the time. Like, what does this have to do with... <laughs> And, you know, now I look back and I go, you know, that odd thing that I did, now I look at it. And, you know, back then I had no understanding. But now I can see the skills that I learned through it. Mm -hmm. or I, the, the people I met or the what this or that. Or what, and that's really what life is. So when we're, when we're looking at it, in, in effect, all life is indoctrination, all of it. Yes. Because we've forgotten. Yeah. You're finding who you are and your truth is an indoctrination. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, everything is. It's just that for most people they're living their whole existence from outside of themselves. Yeah. I that so. is the really, that's the, 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 the core you, I think you act, asked a, a, something at the start about mysticism and, you know, what's the big pinning basically, what's the big draw, like where, where does it differentiate? And the big thing is it focuses on the crossroads because every moment that you're in, you're at a crossroads. What do I do now? 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 What do I, that's why polarity has to exist. That's why, that's why the whole example and, and stories were given to us to ex explain this crossroads all the time of God and devil, good and evil. They're only one letter off each of them. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for that. It's trying to teach you polarity, the duality of man, because you have to have duality to be able to make a free will choice. There's no way to make a free will choice, which is one thing popping up. That's right. Yeah. You can't do it. So you have to have the opposing of everything so that you have the chance of choosing either. I think it's funny. That's the religion. free. 
the, the religion stories that people want to accept or, or, or embrace, you know, every single one of those stories, they've all got their own gods, but they all share the same devil. Uh, and that's not something that yeah. people catch on. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a so, good point. And it, it's yeah. good. And, and really, you know, that's, that's the thing, right? They personalized it so much that all of a sudden they brought the governance from, from a nature's level, realizing all we're talking about is energy here in mm -hmm. different forms. Yes. Okay. We're talking about science. Um, and, and they've actually taken it to the dogma level or, or the, you know, everything's good or bad level where they now get lost in the dogma. And they're now more, it's more important if it's good or bad than if it's useful or not useful. Yeah. And so then they get, as soon as you go into good and bad, you're in the belief stages. And now you're looking for somebody who disagrees with you somewhat. It's looking for a fight. Once you're on that level of good and bad, I think this, I think that, I think this, you are one that acts against peace in the world. Yes. Right? So to be peaceable, you know, and I'm going to throw something in here and we don't have to take it further, but everybody will be like, oh, oh including us. The, the, the talk that Bush gave, George Bush gave in 1988, mentioning the New World Order first in, in, in such an outside, he said, we have a chance to be able to move from jungle law, which what's the jungle? Everybody for themselves, everybody going to fight at the least little and beast mentality. And that is belief, opinion and feeling because it, people will kill over it. Whereas then he says, we have a chance to be able to move from jungle law to that of nature's law, to that of, of the law of the land which means that we stop going, what do I think about this? And instead go, what is the energetic law that lays this out instead? What's, what's here happening on an energy level? Because we know that this energy has to be attracted to this energy, but yet repels this energy. So it has to be, you can actually do all of your decision-making and choice-making through something, through a, a set of formulations, if you will, understandings, that do not change ever. And a year ago, I would have said, oh, New World Order, oh, Illuminati, oh, Bilderberg Group, oh, Trilateral Commission. Yeah. You know, I would have said, this is, this is the devil. This is, this is them going against us, right? And yeah. I would have stuck with that. But also a year ago, I would never have questioned what the outcome is or the purpose of it is. And this is one of those things. I have not made up my mind one way or the other about it. Uh, and I've also, I think, come to the realization that everything I did make up my mind about, I have to re-question, which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is the next level, right? Yeah, it because is. And that's why I, mean, I one learned of my favorite, one of my favorite mottos become a question mark, a walking question mark. Yeah. Of that. And I learned, I learned in the, in the, I'm doing air quotes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> in the indoctrination camp of high school, I learned their story. And then I learned an alternative story. And then I applied my story to both stories. And then I formed a solid opinion, which I based almost my identity on. Mm -hmm. And then I had to shatter that as well, yeah. because, you know, again, that comes down to what you and I were talking about. If there is good and evil, but the purpose of evil towards the end is to wake up the people. Then if the good is at the end of the evil, and then you get into the whole well, evil only exists based on what I think evil is. And yeah, well, because honestly, you know, I mean, if you want to use some pretty bad, like, you know, any of the shootings that have ever happened, the majority of people that were on one side of the, the bullet or on the other side of the bullet 
did not have same perceptions as that this was good and bad. No. The one on the one side where the bullet was coming towards them, it was a bad thing. The one actually on the other side could have been a very good thing. So in, when you're looking at the experience, you take morality out of it, you're able to see the, the principles that confine you if you take sides. Well, yeah. And, and that's, that's another mental spot. And people can listen to this and go, what are you talking about? You can't just go around shooting people. Right? Okay. So, so multiple yeah. things, right? Multiple things. You can't go around shooting people. Right. It's illegal. It's wrong. It's immoral. Unless the government tells you to, then it's war and it's okay. But, but you see, here's so, the thing though. Here's coming back to those principles. Let me, that's a perfect point. See, by living the principle thing, you wouldn't even have to ask the question, well, you can't go around shooting people. Because the fact is that if you're living that by those principles, you're making your choices by them. One of those principles is cause and effect. So if I go out shooting people, then I have to actually have the same energy back to me. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, it doesn't even become a moral issue anymore. It takes morality right out of the situation of belief and opinion. It's what will happen energetically for me. I know that even if I think this is a good thing, if I'm doing harm to anybody, shape anybody, anything, it's any anything, then that same echo that same vibrational echo has to be mirrored back in my life. And so that, how much do I want to touch things? What do I want to do? So when you're pointing at people and going, well, this elite's doing this and this, maybe they are, but it doesn't matter to you because of the fact that that person cause and effect is making sure that they will not, cannot be happy at the same time as doing it. Also being aware of that person can burn you out and yes. being, being aware of, of what they're doing, you know, if, if here's the good, if you become what you connect to. Yeah. And, and here's the, here's the break free part of that. If you see them, if you're aware of them and if the proof is in the pudding and you can see what it's all about, you can say to yourself, I'm thankful. I'm not them. I'm thankful. I'm not them. I'm thankful. I I became what I became who they are taught me a little bit more about myself, a little bit more about what I'm capable of. And back to, I wouldn't want to be them. What you reap. You sow and what they're reaping. You mm-hmm. ugliness. I mean, look at I. I, I back to racism. karma. Back to karma. Which, on which that. we're talking about. Yeah, I wanted. To, I wanted to hit on that. Like, so if if you know when we talk about you see these these images all over the place, and I don't agree with them. The ones that say, uh, you know, you get what you give. Uh, karma's a bitch, or I'm here Not to. Right. Or, or no, what's the? There's one that specifically says, you'll never know how much you hurt them until the right. same thing happened to you, mm-hmm. and I disagree with that. When it comes mm-hmm. to karma, I totally disagree with that because it's like, I say again, I'm sticking with the military thing. Say I am hired by the government to go out and assassinate people in other countries. Yeah. I'm hired by the American government to go and invade other countries and shoot and kill the people. Mm-hmm. Right now, picture yourself as a Canadian. Imagine America inv- invaded Canada, mm-hmm. right? And we're like hanging yeah. out in our backyard, drinking a Bud Light or a Molson Canadian, <laughs> whatever it is. And a bunch of Americans like come in and shoot us. And yeah. like now this dude isn't he's not a conglomerate he's not a thing he is he is an individual that just shot your family mm-hmm. right but he did it because somebody told him he was a freedom fighter and we were the bad guy mm-hmm. right karma karma, karma but here in the thing karma karma doesn't know it, it yeah hold on you see here's here's where you're messing up you start up uh, at the start by going i think uh, that you're going by opinion and belief you can't you got to get up and go uh, up the level and only okay. look at it at energy Right. You're, you're creating the story. This person did this, this play person. No, no, no. That oh, story will I always lead you story. into it. I yeah, but, no, no, but, but when you're, 
explaining it and trying to figure things out from the story level, you, you never will. No. Because right away you're on a physical level. Did that person, should, should that person have done this? Should it, go above it and go, okay, what is the only, what is the energetic uh, repercussions, blowback if you will, from doing something harmful to another, period. You've harmed that person's free will in some way, shape and form. Now, it doesn't matter whether you thought or you knew you did or you did, it doesn't, those are all opinions, beliefs and feelings. Only thing is, is when you stand in the Grand Canyon and when you yell out, yo bitches, <laughs> yeah. what's gonna come back? Um, probably. Oh, the, quantum physics is gonna say on the other side of that, oh, he didn't mean to say that because there's a five-year-old next to him. So we're gonna give him the echo back and bleep it out. That's right. No, no, it doesn't do that. It gives it exactly back the exact same way. So that soldier that was so it, hired, hold yes. on. So that soldier that was hired, still because he accepted and tolerated and did it, will still have 100% of the karmic effects back to him, her. No questions, it doesn't matter. Which, We're looking at it going, well, they shouldn't have, well, they didn't mean to, well, that, nope, that does not matter. It is only on an energetic perspective. If you hurt, you will be hurt. If you kill, you will have the same effects in your life of losing, period. Which is what you're, you know, one could call PTSD. Yeah. Yep. Or, or the marriage is breaking up or the, this or the, that, or the, 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 you know, look, look, they're taught to kill who comes back normal. Nobody, nobody, nobody comes back normal after being taught that. So you see, that is the karmic effect. So see, as an individual living in a world, happy. as an individual but. living in a world, in your opinion, just, mm -hmm. you know, your version and based on your knowledge, how are you supposed to, to, to mandate that when prime example and, and, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, create controversy in this statement, but uh, the, the draft, I don't want to go yeah. to war, right? It's everybody's personal. See, look, you know, and I'm not in that situation, right? Like, you know, and exactly. I probably wouldn't be drafted. I got diabetes. So I'm, look, all this, what we're talking about. I is would very too gray. if they tried to draft me. <laughs> very gray, very gray area. Yes. Okay. You're right. The whole but what if All story. of life is gray area. All of yeah. life is gray. This is what we're talking about. But you see, we're talking about going through the gray area with the highest intelligence factor possible. As Charles Darwin said, that the, the most, um, the and ones since, that actually survive the most are the ones that adapt the most. And since everything is your experience, I mean, the people listening to this do not have my experience and the people listening to this don't have your diabetes, don't have to worry about the draft, don't have to worry about this. Right. All and, they can do is amalgamate our information as we talk right. and apply right. to their lives. And, and so, okay. So look, if, if I'm going and faced with a, a, a situation like that, and there's thousands of different situations like that, Right. So I'm not judging here and I'm not saying this is what you should do. This is what I'm not saying that. I'm just saying by energetic law, I know whatever choice I make has to come back to me. Yeah. So if this person's saying you have to go and do this, and I look at the list that they're telling me to do. Okay. And and if I don't do it, there's repercussions. Mm -hmm. But if I do it, becoming a mystic, I being a mystic, sorry, I know that the repercussions also are going to be there for me doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have a happy life because I've seen through the golden carrot that they get me mm -hmm. because I realize that the golden carrot does not exist because if I have to compromise myself to get the golden carrot, the energy that I'm going to go through trying to get to the golden carrot does not make me a match to the golden carrot. You think you want it, but you don't want it. 
Well, I, I think I may even want it in the end, but I'm not going to be a match to it because I've tolerated and I've accepted this lower part. And now I'm, I'm at a completely different vibration. Say, I, okay, so let's, let's go through this super, as a learning super, example. Superman okay, I'm, is kryptonite. Yeah, right. I'm, okay, so I'm, I'm the soldier. You know, I'm the guy that's drafted and I decide, okay, I don't want to go to jail. So instead, I'm going to say, yes, the golden carrot, if you do this, you won't go to jail. Okay, so there's my fork in the road. Now I use energetic principle and go, okay, in the jail, you know, I, I'm, I can meditate. I can actually treat that as a temple, just like none other, but I won't be killing people period. Yeah. I will not harm another individual. And in that I know faith, the size of a mustard seed, as the Bible says, right. In allegory, I know that the good, the, the higher, which is love will always conquer all. It's the most powerful force. So I know me saying, okay, I'm drafted. I have to go. So I walk in and I go, and then I end up killing somebody or hurting other people. Impossible. Those memories will hurt me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Okay. So now is that good or bad? Well, well you know, like maybe then that wakes me up and then, <laughs> so, you know, the story goes on. It's not necessarily, everything's amazing. The story goes on hundred percent. But you've got to understand the karmic effects, the cause and effect, which is karma. Cause and effect is karma. It's the same exact thing, just described differently. So the cause and effect of me doing this, what vibrational scale is me holding a gun, threatening somebody? Mm -hmm. That same vibrational scale of fear that I'm putting out has to then come back at me. Yeah. So maybe, 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 uh, uh, I'm throwing just examples out, but maybe some family members hurt. Maybe I'm hurt through another person. Maybe I lose somebody. Maybe I lose a best friend. Maybe I, and then I go, Oh, that's but, life. What? But and you if see, you, if you I had it originally, down, if you crop it down though, it's, it's experience versus experience. Yeah. So what you actually, you said something to me the last time we spoke as well. Uh, and it was, um, your you know, don't be a prisoner of your past was something that I was working with and dealing mm. with. And that, that, that is a massive, it's, it is the cosmos right now. So many people mm. are quietly dealing with their past, right? And people, they think, they think of their past now, this is the karmic thing. They think of their past now, the things that they did in their past with the knowledge that they have right now and the, and they feel shame. And mm -hmm. the only way that you're going to feel shame is by growing from the experience because here's the thing about your past. Here's the thing about karma. If you don't feel shame, you learned nothing. Right. Well, and, 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 and there's, yes, I agree with but, that. Cause there's a feeling of but, seriousness, yeah, accountability. And, and this was, this was a message that you said I had talked about, you know, I can't remember exactly what it was or, or what the topic was, but we talked about karma and a lot of the karma stuff says, if you stab somebody, somebody's going to stab you, right? This is yeah, it's not, things. not, it's not tit for tat. It's energy wise. No, it is a hundred percent energy wise. So when I say something like, uh, oh, you know, I did something terrible or, or something bad happened to me or whatever it was, whatever your past is, whatever that thing, ladies and gentlemen, let's just put this to you, right? The listener. So I said to him a while ago, I said, whatever, you know, whatever it was, if you can think about your, past that that one thing inside your mind that has been eating you alive and you think about karma you think about excess you think about certain things and you think about the karma that might come back the hell that you've put yourself through and then thinking about it has caused you to change caused you to grow mm -hmm. caused you to become something and and len i think you said it best when you so there's a bit of an interruption there um this is going to be a bit of a chop but that's all right. 
what I was saying was the karma and cause and effect that we were talking about, you know, it isn't, it isn't tit for tat. You had said, you know, the amount of abuse and you put it in some way that like it almost like it was somebody had given me a petence or I was okay. But you, you made me realize that, you know, my past was it, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I just ended up looking at it a different way and yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure what you said, but you had it, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Cause here, here's the thing. People do something in the past. They, they were acting usually at the best tool spot that they had, right? They were using what they had. They were doing their best they could. Um, maybe it wasn't very good, but <laughs> at that moment it was the best they had. And so then they carry on and they hurt themselves over and over and over again. Um, it's said, you know, that we've all heard the saying of, you know, the voodoo dolls or stabbing yourselves over with many pains, right? That's in, in holy books. That's what it talks about. The thought of you doing that and you should have done it better. You should have done it this way. You should have done it. I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done it. Those are thoughts that actually hurt us over and over again. So that is karma taking effect. We're actually taking our so-called lumps and because the fact that it lumps usually don't come from other places, they come from within us. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but here's the big thing about, about it. If you're in a classroom and you're learning math, but you can't stand the math, are you going to be a good student? Probably not because your resistance is going to get in the way of you being open to learning and accepting. And that's what shame and you continually feeling bad about over the past is doing it is it, it interrupts and blocks your new path to learning but it also at the same time invites you by that shame by those bad feelings to be able to actually focus on that pain it's the same as you cutting your finger why does it hurt because if you didn't you could probably bleed out you would just never pay attention to it it hurts because now it's going to get your full attention well, emotionally, it's the same thing. That pain from that past experience is there wanting, begging to be healed, wanting our attention on it. Not our shame, not our judgment, and not our beating ourselves up again, but our studentship, our ability to look at it and go, what can I learn from this so that I can release what, who that was before and now become new or reborn through it? That's the proper, actual proper meaning of repentance. In all holy books. I'll tell you this right now. I, I, I sat back there and, and uh, I spaced out. I was just as much a student as everybody listening. Uh, that, that was powerful. You know, mm -hmm. if you guys took that, if you took that for what it was, you know, that is your teaching point, your pain, everything that you've got your anxiety over, your past, your history. Don't run away from it. Don't let it, no. don't let it, don't let it sit there with, with worry or fear. Use it as your teaching point. Use it as something that you have to focus on for, for your forward momentum. Well, and here's the thing, Adam, in, in, re in all reality, because on an energetic level, whatever you resist persists mm -hmm. because you're still focusing on it. You can't hide and run from these things. They're within you. You can't go on a vacation and completely get rid of them. It won't happen. You'll come back after the distraction of the vacation and boom, all of a sudden, hey, old friend, darkness. Hello, darkness my old, my old friend, friend. <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it's talking about because you can't leave you can't get rid of it because why because it's your teacher it it's is your teacher for you it's there for you to be able to teach you hey look at what you did here look at let's let's take a real deep and it's, example it, that's actually that's kind of funny because it's like it's comfortable 
it's like, you know what? You want to put me in the closet for a bit? I'll go hang out in the closet. Oh, I'm, I'm yep. just going to hang out here. I'm hanging out in the alive. closet. It keeps yeah. alive. The more you want to let go, the more you want to see it, shine the light on it, if it were, of understanding it, mm-hmm. it, it, it then dies. It starts dying. If you don't feed it for the energy and you feed something by what you would pay attention or what you focus on, same as I'm going to, I'm going to solve this problem. All of a sudden you label it as a problem. And now you go in with this fixing. It has to be a problem. Yeah. If you go in and say, Hmm, things aren't exactly as I planned here, but maybe this is a new opportunity. Boom. All of a sudden you enter that open more acceptance. There's no resistance to it. And all of a sudden you see the opportunities. in it. They always yeah. were there, but whatever you're focused on is what you will be seeing, what you will be seeing in the moment when you're angry at somebody all you can see is why you're angry yeah right but that's not all that exists in the moment no there's much more that exists but because that's where your focus your focal point is your world becomes myopic and that's all that exists that understanding is huge because that's what you're doing with your past a lot of times if you're still torturing and punishing yourself over something that was done in the past it's an illusion because it's not, it's done. You cannot fix the past. You can only fix now. Yeah. So the, the value, the treasure that you hunt for in there is what, what can I learn from that experience to create a new me that never ever would think of doing that again. Yeah. And because of that, that is why we're here. That is all life. That is the premise of purpose of everybody's purpose here because the challenge acts as an impetus or a stimulus for you, the pain, for you to look, heal, and grow. Without the pain, without the experience that caused the pain, there would be no growth. So there's the good and the evil. So without the evil that you call down, you say, "I this traumatic thing happened, this tragedy, this terrible thing, I can't get past whatever it was, okay, that's your clay to work with so that you can actually become the artist that also applies ladies and gentlemen that also applies to the things that you've done and the things that were done to you both hold the same power over you and both resonate in the past where you think that that they're important can i say something on that because you said something i want to just clear it up if anybody's out there and you know this comes up all the time right now with what about abuse what about they didn't choose it they didn't blah 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 kid uh, whatever Mm-hmm. I'm not advocating any of this. I'm not advocating the behavior that hurts. I'm saying it is what is. It, it, if it happened, it happened. I'm, I'm, I'm now not going into the emotions and going, it's terrible. Let's just, let's lament. Let's cause ourselves uh, stress. Let's take lo- years off of our life because we're causing adrenaline and acids to be released in our body, thinking about it over and over and over again, because our body and our mind do not know. They cannot tell the difference between what's reality and what's imagined. So if you imagine the abuse again and again and again and again, guess what? You're abusing yourself over and over and over and over. So all I'm saying is I'm not making right the event. I'm saying what can you cause the event to be in your life that now you have value because it happened anyway. Instead of being a victim to the event, be an empower right. of the event. The only way that you can empower yourself through the event is not by, by looking at the other person wanting revenge. You know, I, I, the only way that you can empower is somehow free yourself from the pain of it. Mm-hmm. And that is empowering you because you go on 
without the pain, you can live a life with, you know, I, I deal with some clients, Adam, that have had incredible abuse situations. One of them that I'm thinking about, um, well, actually a couple of them, uh, they became actual teachers about, you know, this space of, of change and love and everything else. And I would say to them, how could you learn about, like, say, love or forgiveness? How could you learn forgiveness? without actually having something that needed to be forgiven. I can honestly say that in this industry, the one that you and I share, um, and there are many facets of this industry, 100% of the people that are in this industry have lived through hell. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and it's not up to me to define what your hell was. Um, your hell could be stubbing a toe on a corner table and you just never got over it, right? But if that caused you enough pain to become a teacher, uh, a teacher of healing, then that's and huge. And here's the thing, like if you if you think about it in this way, and this is how the esoteric field, the 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 uh, not the new age as much, but if you go much deeper than that, the perennial wisdom they call it mysticism. When when you look at that, that's how you know how do you see a candle, or how do you see a, a, a lit match without the room being dark? If the light if light encompassed the room, you wouldn't really see the magnificence magnificence of the light, would you? The light shines in the dark. They both have to be there. And here's the real polarity thing that's the deeper truth that I want people to take away from this is you can't live a life of just one side of the duality. That's not how it works. You have to live both, which means you have to have the stuff that you say you don't want as well as the stuff you say you do want. You have to have it both so that the choice mechanism can play out within you. You can't grow without those two options. And sometimes you're going to choose one. Sometimes you're going to choose the other with not knowing it. And then you go through that and you learn. You go, oh, I won't learn. do that again. And that's what life is. It's the classroom. It's the school. So do you want to be an honor student? Or do you want to be just sliding through on your ass with a C minus or a D? And every class becomes this torture. When I was a child, a wee <laughs> man, a wee boy of but 14 or 13, I saw an episode of Beavis and Butthead on MTV back when they played music videos. Yep. And the, the Beavis was saying, this sucks, this sucks. And, and Butthead said, Butthead said, and this stuck with me my whole life, and it's hilarious. Butthead said, you have to have stuff that sucks to have stuff that's cool. And that's, that's exactly hermeticism. That's, that's, the, that's the whole thing playing out. And when you realize that the rose has thorns as well, you don't have to hate the rose because of the thorns. You just realize the thorns are there and awareness awakening to ourselves is awakening to those things inside of us that are the thorns. Plus, regardless of anything, however, somebody, however people are built, there are people that will cut the rose head off and enjoy the thorn stem. Yeah. I right? mean, and, so but perception, here, here's the thing. Is, perception is everything. Right, exactly. But here's in, in that example, here's the thing. And I know that there are people like that exactly. And then they covet the one side, they covet the darkness, they covet the thorns. They're still missing out the same as if you actually only coveted the rose. The rose, yeah. See, that is, it's the whole is what you're looking for. And that's what polarity and true understanding of polarity does, is it allows you to live a basis of life on something called equanimity. You're also, you're also leading into that whole, that whole good vibes only thing. I do not like that quote. You need yeah. all vibes, man. All vibes, embrace them all and learn. And, and here, I'm going to add to that. Here's alchemy. Take all vibes and turn them into good. That's what alchemy I, is. I thought alchemy was turning lead into gold. That's what it is. That's what it is. Lead <laughs> is all of your experiences that you say you don't want. 
all of the attributes and characteristics about you and your life that you say they're led, they're just not valuable to me. But the, to turn those things, your darkness into that that shines and you love is gold, valuable. So it's turning the unvaluable in you, the lead into valuable gold. That's what alchemy is. And it's actually, I just posted this. Spiritual alchemy is the act of turning that which we don't want inside to that which we want everything. Was that the post that you were able to put up because I was late and getting to the meeting? Yeah, yeah, it was great, man. It was awesome. It offered me the few minutes to be able to, to post that. But it, that's, that's a real freeing belief system. It's a freeing teaching because, you see, here's the thing. I was raised, you were raised, society believes in that we are constantly trying to know everything and choose. You have to be right. You have to know what you're talking about. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to, and yet look at society. They're crashing and burning all over the place. So obviously what they're doing isn't working. We don't have peace in the world. So what they're doing isn't working. What's another way? And when you look at this, nature has these rules. Nature has these laws. Like in winter, the tree loses all of its leaves, looks bare, looks like it's going to die. Some people would think it's ugly. Some people would think it's beautiful. But nonetheless, it then spring, all of it comes back and it looks beautiful in summer again. You wouldn't imagine the thing without leaves. That is what we are. And an even we more extreme of that, an even more extreme of that, nature will run a bushfire to create yeah. better growth. Right. It'll it'll crop itself out. I just seen a picture in Australia actually where they're they're looking and new growth is sprouting out in there. And a hundred years from now, because the fire, the ash that is on there turns to carbon, way it is carbon, it turns the soil more carbon. Okay, the nitrogen goes up, everything else. It actually, in 100 years, will be so much more fertile soil than it has been. Mm -hmm. It will be better because of this. But you see, this is what humans do. And right, rightfully so in some ways. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying it's a wrong or right, but I'm saying this is what we do. We pile into the tragedy that's happening in the fire, and we focus on the tragedy as being such a terrible thing and realizing maybe. there's a. Have, you've heard of the old uh, story of the Japanese farmer, and, and you know, he, he his every event that happens to him, his neighbors either say, oh, you're so lucky or, oh, you're so unlucky. And with every with everything that they say about him, he's like, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. And that is living of the question mark because you see, here's the thing. When you define a label or a meaning on something that that's what this experience means, you're only taking a certain portion of that script and you're saying that's the whole story, but it never is. If you went into the middle of a movie or just seen the start of a, a horror movie, as an example, you'd say that whole movie's about this family that gets along and they're on a vacation and everything's going great. Mm -hmm. What's the big deal? If you just watched the ending, you would never know that they were happy to begin with. It's the whole process, a whole working itself out in that story that teaches the whole plot. Well, the same it's with us. If we just pinpoint and go, this experience I hated, this experience ruined my life, well, hold on. Your life wasn't the end after that. The life carries on. The play's still going. How does that play out? It's still going. It's still right. Going. How does that, how is that maybe going to change you? So you're going to turn around and change somebody else's life. And all of a sudden you leave this earth, leaving it better than before you came. What do you, your personal take on something? What do you think about, I mean, if you, if you think back to a 20 year old, you 22 year old, you, when you were fully immersed in, um, in the reality that was handed to yeah. you can you when you look at the world now do you do you feel a part of it or an observer of it 
compared to then? <laughs> I compared to then, I feel m- more part of the metaphor, the allegory that um, that uh, that well-known character in the story, uh, Jesus. What he said was living in this world, but no part of it. Yeah. And that's how we're supposed to feel. That's how, because if you are a part of this world and you're feeling and you're in it too, and you're a part of it, it means that you're thinking the same way. You're living the same life and and it's not working. Because I, I asked that question because I personally, it, it, it was, it's something that I've, you know, been thinking through and working with, but I certainly am of this world, but not a part of this world. Yeah. My life is very observatory. I, I, I do everything everybody else does, but I certainly don't view things. People are, people are actively going about their day, picking the kids up from school, doing this, doing that, mm-hmm. thinking yeah. about the, the groceries, going home, having a glass of wine, turning on Jerry Springer, going to bed. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's on TV anymore, but yeah. you know, and then they wake up and they do it all over again, and they think, oh, I wish there was more to life. You know. And, and I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger. I'm not saying anything. I'm just making an observation because, and that observation stems from, I was once doing that. And now I look back and I, and I watch it's, it's such an interesting perspective because I don't feel that I'm playing the same game as them or as I used to be playing. I don't know if you've got anything to say on that topic. It'll just be completely different. And and the thing is, is even if that person, you know, going to, you know, dropping his kids off school, going to soccer practice, going, doing whatever their job, if that person was completely, truly, honestly, now that's the key word, honest, mm-hmm. honestly happy inside, not based on outer circumstances, yeah. but based on just, I'm a happy person. I don't care if I have this or that or this, or I'm just a happy, I'm, I love yeah. my life. I just, well, then good, good for wake, them. Wake up, be right, happy, but, repeat. Yeah. Right. Like that's fantastic. But that's not the case with most people. I mean, most of the time they're, they're, as you said, they're paying their bills, they're shopping, they're not in their moment. They're living in a space of illusionary constantly. And when you start waking up to this fact and start thinking, hold on, I'm not my thoughts. Uh, what happens if I don't think for a little bit? Well, geez, I'm still here. I'm just all of a sudden I'm more peaceful and there's no stress. Huh? Yeah. Right. You start then searching that way and start learning how to be able to run your machine in a way that doesn't cost excess potential to be spent do you, in areas that don't don't need that potential. Then you do become different. There's no way not to become different. Everybody's wanting to complain in a conversation. I don't really want to complain. I want to talk about what's good. So all yeah. of a sudden I'm set apart. I'm set apart from 90 percent of the population. <laughs> uh, and they also they, I found that, you know, it's hard to have conversations with people when you're like, well, what about this? I don't want to talk about that. Why not? Let's not talk about the negatives. Let's talk about the positives. Another personal question. I don't know if I've asked this, but do you drink? Once in a while, once in a blue moon, I don't have any. uh, Again, it's balance, right? It's moderation and balance. Um, I mean, I I think the last drink I had was on my birthday. I had one beer on uh, December 30th. So that's why two months. Yep. Yep. I used to drink a lot. When I was a teenager, uh, I actually almost, well, I blew out one lining in my su- in my stomach because of drinking and stress. Um, by the time I was 17. Um, yeah. Do you think, do you think the lack of alcohol has any correlation to the rise of awareness? 
Oh, well, yeah, it's yeah, because it's just a way of hurting ourselves again, right? Like I'm not. There's so many ways of hurting, so I'm not coming down on alcohol or no, no. Right? But it is a poison, why I right? ask that, just so you so, know, you you may not, you may not. Yeah. Why I ask that is because in this arc, I've been asking guests. I mean, as much as we, you and I are just shooting the shit right now, yeah. it's, it's still technically an interview. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, <laughs> let me ask some questions. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I, and I ask that because this, uh, what I've found is this sobriety. Um, especially in the podcast, because the podcast, for example, everything's an algorithm, right? It's picked up on algorithms. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and the podcast, whenever I put sober or sobriety in the podcast description, title, whatever, these are getting massive hits, bigger views, more views than I would normally get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's a noticeable amount. Like it's it's up by at least twenty percent. Well, and I mean it, and, and you talk just... to people, you talk to people about it, and you start seeing this 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 shift, this general shift. You're starting like I and now this goes back to what you're saying. Now I'm asking about it. Now I'm focusing on it. Now I'm seeing it more often. Right, right. And, but, but at the same time too, I think people are, are, are kind of waking up in, in droves, but in, in level one wake-ups. <laughs> you know, the level two, the level three, they right, know it all. Open. They already, I'm great already. I'm, all yeah. this they have to go through. But at the same time, it is a waking up to, hey, hold on. Why am I drinking? Yeah. What like? Because you see, I'm not against anything unto itself. I'm. You got to look behind the thing. Like, okay, I'm doing this thing. Um, you know, I've had clients before smoke, and they come. I want to quit smoking. I'm like, I won't. I won't work on you to quit smoking. No. We'll work on you to grow. And then when it's right, when you come to a point where you realize this is hurting me, and I don't see any need for it anymore, then you'll live, give it up. Yeah. Just naturally. The same with alcohol. It doesn't need like if I'm out and somewhere, anyone- I may have a couple drinks, but it's not. See, anyone here's the thing. That. I'm not looking to get drunk. No. I'm not looking to escape. Not looking See, to that's escape. the thing. The motive, the intent is everything. The energy is everything. Why am I doing this thing? Am I yeah. doing this thing to escape, to hide, to distract myself from the life that I really can't stand? Even then, a vacation becomes an addiction. Because yeah. the vacation, you're running away from what is. The instead of facing what is. The thing you think you're working towards is, is yeah. the problem. Well, and that's, and you got it because you know what, the thing that they're working towards, they've labeled as the answer to their problem. And it can't because it's outside of them. the, uh, the back to smoking, you, you, you dusted over it. And mm-hmm. there are smokers listening to this right now going, nobody just quits smoking. And I'm here to tell you that they do. Well, uh, and it, I it, quit, quit smoking yeah. myself it, when, when, just like you said, when it was done, it was done. Right. And, and I don't, I don't get people to cold Turkey. I don't get people to beat themselves up over it. No way. That's why you're doing it to begin with. Cause you're beating yourself up too much. The just start, thing- start, just start loving yourself in all different ways. Start taking care of yourself. Start seeing your own value. Letting the start things seeing that are your own hurting value. you. Start yeah, seeing start, your own value. That's stop huge. Stop harming yourself. Stop hurting yeah. yourself in other ways. Then all of a sudden you'll come to a time. Maybe it'll be in five minutes. Maybe it'll be in five years. Maybe never. I don't know. But the point will be, more than likely, there will come a point when you're growing, when you look at the cigarette and go, like, why am I really doing this? I don't have to throw it down right now. I'm not getting after myself. I'm past getting after myself. I've done that enough. I'm now just saying, what's the need for me to find pleasure in something that at the same time I know is hurting me? I'm not going to kick my own ass about it. I'm just going to be right. aware of it. And right. Then it goes like, away. Just stop. And just, right. Because it's like, you know what? Because remember, what you resist persists. So the more I try to push this thing away from me, the more it's glued to me. That that's just magnetics. Problem. Yeah. That's just magnetics, right? And since we are magnets, we're carbon-based individuals. We've got a positive and a negative charge. That's why they start your heart with electricity. 
right? Like they, like all of this is, is science. We're electric magnetic beings. So if you start understanding, ah, this is how magnets work, right? When this repels, this attracts, there's only four um, parts of magnetism, cohesion, adhesion, repulsion, and attraction. So when you understand how those things work, you can apply them to yourself and you can apply them. Oh man, I've been, I've been getting so upset at myself for being a smoker. I've been judging myself, beating myself up. Every time I beat myself up, then I feel like a cigarette more because now I feel worse. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of just giving all that up and going, okay, right now in this moment, I smoke. Okay, whatever. But you know what? I'm going to put the intention out there that I find out within myself why I'm doing this to myself. Maybe down the road, I'll stop. But for right now, it's okay. It's okay. Learn to accept what is. And then when you're doing that, you take all the pressure and resistance off of it. And then when you'll find just, you can actually start dealing with it. Right. But here's the thing. It, it, all that resistance acts as a, a, a blockage to actually getting and seeing the issue at all. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that, that people want to talk about. Like I, I had a client today uh, and if you're listening to the show, I'm not going to drop your name, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. You got into a fight with your wife and when we got on the phone, you know, I said, I, I had to reiterate that this wasn't about what you think it was about this. Yes. The fight took place. Yes. This all took place, but you have to address the core root of it. You're not upset that this was said, or maybe that she had said a certain thing, a certain way, but the only reason you lashed out is because you personally internalized it in such a manner. Yeah. You didn't it's hear a how to, what meaning did you put on it? Exactly. And then right. when you, when you lash out, when you back out, it's you putting your own, your own damage on it, you know? Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where you're like, holy shit. Like when you can address and you're like, the whole world's out to get me. Right. When you love yourself, you don't think the world's out to get you. And then if you don't think the world's out to get you, nobody's coming at you hard. People are saying the exact same words. People are using the exact same tonality. You're taking it differently when you love yourself. When you love yourself, you're not going to get shit faced. You're not going to annihilate a bottle of scotch, no matter how delicious it is. You're not going to smoke a pack of cigarettes and do an eight ball of cocaine, of the cocaines. <laughs> you're not going to do this because you love yourself because there's so much beauty in the world that you could never see because of certain substances, certain ideas, a certain energy and frequency that you were on. Right. And it, the same as in when you call yourself down about anything. Yeah. Right. And that's what people are doing, right? When we call ourselves dumb, when we call ourselves uh, stupid or ignorant or fat or ugly or whatever it is, who is labeling us? as such it's us we are we become the bully to our own selves which then blocks you can't say i'm i feel i'm ugly and then turn around and enter into a call with somebody thinking you know helping them see their value you can't do that no especially if you come in like Ugh. Right. well it doesn't like, it, 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 even you, if you don't go uh you could put faking it no, no, your no, your energy. You know, when you walk into a call like that, and you're and you're yeah. down on, you're down on yourself like that. There's yeah. a thing like you're you're busting my balls a little bit here because of the break. <laughs> but uh, the, when when that when that came through, like I, man, I I'm hilarious because I, ladies and gentlemen, I have had my ass physically kicked at the gym um, uh, yesterday, and it's 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 Mad Leg Day, and so today is day one. Afterwards, I'm really exhausted, but this is a pain and an exhaustion that I adore. I am addicted right. to. The, this growth, this, like, I feel my muscles being like, Oh, to the power, to the power. And, <laughs> and it's my legs and I really like it. So, so there is, there is this thing, 
to add to what you had said too, like when you, when you take that tone with yourself and when you're down on yourself in that sense, there is, this is one of those things. I love sarcasm, but this is one of those things that cut sarcasm. A lot of it, it got cut back for me. It doesn't mean I'm not sarcastic, but there's this, this awareness that sarcasm sarcastic. is humor. Sarcasm can be humor. Um, I, I, let's, re, let's replace that word. Instead of sarcasm, let's, let's call it playful. Okay. Well, cause I, can, can you even notice the difference in yourself when you say those two words? Uh, playful sounds like creepy. <laughs> well, Hey, I'm just again, the meaning, again, the meaning, again, the meaning you're putting to it, right? <laughs> See it again, but here, here's the thing, what you're talking about and, and what we're, we're skating around and I want to give this to the people that are listening. We're talking about the power of words, which is vibration, right? If you, if you want to get all mystic-y right now for just a moment, that is magic. Your words are the vibrational spelling spelling. This a spell, a spell. You're casting a spell. It's not just in the English language. That's not a, a, a oh synchronistic event. No, that's meant for that. That's what we're doing. And so when you spell, if you cast spells against yourself, that's not an aware person. No, and so a couple is still sleeping to themselves. A, a couple of days ago, a perfect example of this to anyone that wants to look this up. A couple of days ago, on my Instagram, um, becoming the free is one of my accounts. We, I put up a post that said, brag, you know, we're all quiet. I want you to brag. Tell me about your new job. Tell me about, yeah. I don't know, the new girlfriend. Tell me about, tell me about a new pair of pants. Tell me, tell me you, you, you set a new lift record, whatever it is, brag. And I got a ton of comments of people proud and there, it was such a great energy and it filled me with good energy. I replied to everybody. We talked, a, a dialogue was yeah. created. A friend of mine, his account, Instagram, change your perception did the exact same thing, except he didn't put brag. He put vent. And mm. it was, I got probably about 40 comments. He got 138 or, or 140 or whatever it was. My comments were all positive things that took place. His comments were all negative. I feel bad about myself. I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. This was the word, the same concept of everything. One word brag, one word vent. The whole energy was totally different. Yeah. And if I would have done it on mine, I would have used instead of brag, because that's still on the more on the fear side than love. I would have actually said, said something about value or what do you find most exciting in your life right now? Or what do you find something that actually, and that's the Tell magic me something of language. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's a magic of language in being able to, they've all got a subjective to a certain extent uh, meaning, but you're always looking for the energy that's behind it, not the word. The word doesn't have energy unto itself. It's what the beliefs around that word is. And then I use it with the knowledge of that is the belief of that word, mm-hmm. right? That's the, uh, you know, and then you have to use it very um, uh, directionally, consciously. So if I'm explaining and, and instead of, you know, I come back from the gym and I've had an absolute awesome workout, it didn't kick my ass. Oh, yeah. Instead, instead, oh, 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 oh. In, right, right, <laughs> right. This false bravado, this built on an insecurity that we, 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 I could go right down in and anybody who's doing, using that language, I can find the insecurity that they're coming from. Yes, you can. Right. <laughs> I'm wearing so it on my I sleeve. Insi- right. I, so by your language. So <laughs> instead I would use instead of it kicking my ass, I'd be like, wow, I had the most intense, awesome workout. Yeah. Now, 
there's nothing, there's nothing that I'm struggling or I'm pushing against in that. The tension of the words are even different within us. And so guess what? Then, and, and people are going to be like, oh, so what? It's a word. It's a, because then those words help create the meaning to the experience we have. Then corresponding chemicals in our body are released. So kicking our asses releases acid in our body that actually does kick our ass inside. Takes years away from our life, steals from us. Whereas the awesome and the good feeling of it, the value seeing actually feeds us with serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, which are all known as up drugs, love drugs. It's why people take cocaine, as you mentioned. The, the dopamine rush. The dopamine rush. Well, you can give yourself the same type of dopamine rush by seeing your value and meditating and coming it's, out of it and seeing it being on this high of, I feel so good inside. Well, you'd have to, didn't have to take anything for it. It's all within you already. No, that was, and that the funny thing about that, we were talking about our past. That was a huge secret for me. I loved yeah. the cocaine. Boy, yeah. oh boy, did I love the cocaine. Yeah. Um, and I never talked. You and Charlie Sheen both, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> tiger blood, baby, tiger blood. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I held that as shameful. I personally, mm. I personally held that as shameful I, I, and I never yeah. spoke of it. So these are the, th these are the things in my past. Now I speak only recently, but and now I speak one. openly about it. And I and feel a, a thousand one, times about it. Cause who right, am I, right, who am right. I, who am I, who am I? Here's the thing, you know, when you're, when you're a young coach and when you're trying to, you know, cut your teeth and you're like, I have to be perfect. I, people have to have this vision of me, but honestly, how are you supposed to coach somebody on, on the trials and tribulations of life? If you've led a perfect life. Right. I mean, the best coaches, exactly. the best coaches were at one point, the biggest screw ups, you know, and well, Adam, do you know why I say it's the purpose challenge is the purpose to life mm. is because have you ever, has it ever been recorded in history? One person that's ever lived without a challenge. Uh, never. A never. guy named rich out in right. There's never ever been anybody, even the gurus that have met, even the masters that are pointed to in history, lived a life of tri trial and tribulation you there that is a part of every single life that has ever ever occurred on earth so then it must be important well people don't even know that the buddha at one point was skinny well and the reason why he got overweight was because of the fact the way he looked at the two different you know you see him as a skinny you see him as overweight you see him, and the reason he got that way was because he was looking and searching and studying suffering he was saying, what causes the opposite suffering? What causes the growth? What causes the happiness, the bliss? So it's like, is it drugs? So he went and like majorly, majorly did drugs. Was it food? Majorly into food. Sex? Is it that? Is it, you know? And he went through all of it and realized in the end, none of it gives lasting pleasure. None of it gives fulfillment and happiness or peace inside. All of it is a sensation that I derive from it for a very short period of time that it is something. Mm -hmm. but that's it. And usually it in some way does also harm to me. Whereas that's where he got to be the Buddha at the end where he realized that it's not about the thing. You have to be happy before the thing enters. Despite the thing, you have to be happy. It's not about the thing. If your happiness is derived or secluded from the thing, the thing, whatever it is, then that loved one, a car, money, Vacation. whatever, yep. right. Whatever it is, cocaine, whatever it is, the then, then, then you're not truly happy because it's situational. I had this conversation. It's funny. I coined this phrase this morning and I've now used, this will be the third time I've used it, but it's come in play equal, uh, equally. 
Um, any man with a million dollars is hunting his second million. Any, yeah. man, <laughs> any man with true happiness is not hunting his second happiness. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. And I, remember, I, I just had a client this week talking about uh, Kevin Hart's documentary. And uh, he was saying that his big goal, his next big life goal is to make a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So, okay, here you have an individual who has, you know, hundreds of millions, okay, more than he could probably ever spend, really. And, and the fact is that that didn't give him happiness. But in his infinite wisdom, he's now going to get more of what doesn't make him happy to make himself happy. Mm-hmm. It's, but he won't see that because he's in his own story, stuck so deep, he's not doing his work. He's not doing his inner work where he's looking and goes, look, I've made all this money. George Harrison did that. George Harrison made a ton of money, ton of fame. And then he realized, and I have the quote, the meme that says, you know, and, and in his story, actually, in his autobiography, he talks about this. He's like, I got all of that thinking that was going to be happiness. Once I got it, I was realized I'm now more unhappy than I was even before. It's mm-hmm. not here. So then he had to actually go and look in other mansions, other rooms. And he actually was an uh, individual. He, he actually paid for the majority, uh, funded the, uh, in L.A., the Paramahansa Yogananda's uh, foundation there, Self-Realization Foundation Fellowship. He funded most of that whole, you know, there's like 100 acres, I think, there or something like that with the buildings and stuff. Nice. But later in life, that's what he did because that Paramahansa's information is all about the same as we're talking it's all that information. So he went to that and was able to die at a different level of peace, even though he, you know, exited the way he did, because it wasn't about the money anymore. It wasn't about the thing. And we're roughly at about an hour and a half right now into this yeah. with some edits, which, which is a great segue into, uh, into the next and, and, and I guess sort of last piece for now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll have, we'll have you back on the show for sure. But <laughs> definitely. Um, in your opinion, and I know that we've not even touched on an eighth of the stuff that you are aware of oh. and that you know. Yeah, we no, haven't even played. We're just we're just talking, we're just talking shapes and colors over here. Yeah. Um, where are we going? In your, can you relate this? Do you have a? Is there a piece that you can share with, or or a thought, or an idea? What's next? Good. Where are we going? Uh, well, about an hour after I'm doing this, I'm going to work out. There you go. <laughs> just kidding. Just yeah. kidding, man. Where are we going? Um, growing, evolving. How do you evolve consciousness? How would you, if you were setting up the science lab, okay, you were hired to set up growing of consciousness, humanity's mm-hmm. growing of consciousness, how would you do it? Since uh, consciousness can only grow and this is going very deep. You have to actually really understand the science of thought and what happens in the mind and what, and the body and the whole thing is a big process. But nonetheless, when you understand that you only grow by transcending through some sort of challenge, it's the same as working out today. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to lift something that I think is heavy. It probably will hurt a little, probably a lot. And then I'll put it down. And I'll do it again and again. Why? Why am I doing this? Because in the end, the pain I know is going to lead to better health for me, bigger muscles, bigger, more of my goal. Well, that is life. Every heavy object I lift in life, which is every experience I go through that I may not think I want, is creating strength spiritually and mentally on two different levels than just physically. Mm-hmm. We're working out. But you see, here's the thing. Because that's the purpose of being here to begin with, being human, it's never not happening. 
That's right. It's never not happening. It's more, it, it's, it's always happening. It's never not happening. Even if you're sleeping, you're dreaming. Even if you're, it, it's always happening where this mechanism of schoolroom, teacher, student is taking place. And so if that's where we focus all of our attention in life, and it doesn't mean we don't go to work. It means that going to work, we practice this stuff through going to work. We, we work at 7-Eleven or we work as a waiter or a waitress somewhere and we're, no, I hate my job. Uh-huh. Take this information. Study it. Study yourself. Study all this. Grow through the job you have. Grow through the marriage you have. Grow through the parenthood you have. Grow through everything that's given to you in this world so that you become better in every part of it. And that's where you're going. That's where you're going. That's the only purpose to life is to become better, to grow, to leave this place, this parentheses, better than before your parentheses existed here. And on that and note, in, what's next? Well, that's a whole other podcast, my brother. You, but I mean, do you have you any know, insight? Do you have any insight on what happens when the meat suit fades away? Look at all I can say is if you study again electricity. When does an electric current ever die? It doesn't. It, right. If we're electricity. Yeah. And See, this is the thing. I could go through and I could explain this. We could talk about this after, like, what happens next. And most people will go again into the physical story and drop into this. I think this. I think that. No. Again, move up from the I think, the opinion, the belief, because that's going to just create more drama and junk in the world. Agreed. Move up and go, here, what does electricity, because I know that I'm an electric current being. I know that I am. That's why lightning can go right the fuck through me. If I'm you get a struck by lightning. If you get struck by lightning seven times, you get white hair and the ability to move objects with your mind. There you go, right? But if I'm not wearing rubber boots or rubber soles, the current will travel right through me. That could only happen if I was a conduit for electricity. Okay, that's why they start your heart with what? An electric charge. You are an electric being. Mm -hmm. It's easy, scientific. I'm not talking woo-woo at all. This is science. Even your thoughts can be measured two feet out of your head electronically. Cool. So, okay, so all of that, you're an electric charge. That's what a thought is from one neuron to the other. It's a jumping electric current, like a filament in a ball. So since we are electricity, we can only transfer. Yeah, you cannot, we can't die. You can't create or destroy energy. You can only transfer. The only thing that can is the physical meat suit, but the consciousness that is the energy behind it that is that electric current, that life spark, they call it, spark. Then if that doesn't die, it's just the outer coating that does. Although we need the vehicle to be able to be here to learn. Well, we've, we've um, uh, what's, what's the word? Possessed the meat suit. <laughs> Yeah. Right. They talk about they talk about angels and demons and all this sort of stuff and, and demonic possessions. Um, the funny thing is a demon can possess it, but you know an angel can possess it based on the story and based on the lore and based on the drama. But it's all based in something, right? We are put in this meat suit. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting it's an interesting facet. You know, obviously we don't we don't need to get into to all that sort of stuff. And everybody's got their own opinions. Um, and the funny thing about the opinion is, is like you and I talked about the majority of the underlying tone of the show is once you can distance yourself from opinion, the greatest thing in the world happens and you're able to truly experience what's going on. Yeah. Cause I mean, you could sit here, we could sit and have a great, you know, conversation about, Hey, you know, I've heard this, uh, 
think this, this is interesting. I've studied this or researched this, but nonetheless, we're not there right now. So all of it's conjecture. You can't prove it until you're there, but we'll both be able to someday be able to tell the, you know, Hey, it's like either there was nothing or there was something, but nonetheless, we're going to experience it someday. So conjecture about it creates only more conjecture and more and stuff we can fight about. Whereas if you can, well, that's, that's why I was drama, asking. Yeah. That's yeah. why I was asking you on that tone. And it was the same as, as when I said, I don't, I'm not trying to start anything. When I said, yeah. you know, what about the draft? When I said that, right. Yeah. And you gave a solid answer because I'm the same way. It's like, I've never been drafted. I can't give you that answer. I, you know, I can't, I can only tell you the story that I heard, which was just a piece of my story as well. And my story of what happened with the draft is just more information that is a thing. It's not, none of it. Well, and that's how I felt about it back then. I probably wouldn't feel the same way about it right now. And war is one of those things where it's multifaceted in many ways. I mean, um, again, you can only really stop the warring when you stop the warring within each individual that's talking. War, like, also, uh, you, you know, war also goes away when you head into the forest. <laughs> well, I mean, not really because of the fact there's still, there's still wars been fought in forests. There's still been, there's still been that kind of stuff. But see, if you're warring with yourself inside with your own thoughts, mm-hmm. if there, if, if you have the ability to fight and struggle within your own thoughts of self with inside of you, and you're in pain for anything, past memories, future thoughts of yourself, what you think of yourself, what you're not forgiving this one, not forgiving yourself, all this jumble of pain, you can't see past there being a point to not war. Mm-hmm. You can't see peace because you don't have peace inside. Yeah. That's why Gandhi said, you be the change you want to see in the world because that's the only way change is ever going to happen is you become it. All of a sudden you becoming more peaceful. There's no, you don't even want to talk about not peace. You don't have what you're not connected with that at all. So why would I even want any part of it? Now, all of a sudden you've become that peace in the world. Yeah. Right. So that's the biggest thing is, is to be, to be distancing ourselves from our own infallibility, our thought of infallibility that we, Oh, we know this, we know that we know. I don't know a damn thing about it. I'm still learning. I'm still, Michelangelo at 87 years old, that was one of his quotes is I'm still learning. So are we the Michelangelo? Are we the artists in our life that continue learning until our last breath and maybe beyond? I couldn't imagine a world where you you didn't learn. How could you not take something new in every day? But you know what? Here's the thing. Society isn't learning. Otherwise it would be changing more. It's not learning. It's not learning. It's actually mimicking. That's not learning. But that's the algorithm. And this is a huge thing that I do talk about and I address this as well. Society v. individual are two entirely different things. And an individual can walk into society, but for the most part, society will move in a pattern. It's, it's, it's very similar. It's a, using correspondence, which is uh, the second of the hermetic tools <laughs> or principles. It's the same as a, an organism of a body and the different organs that make it up. And then you go down to the cells that make it up. If you have diseased cells, sooner or later, you will have a diseased organ. Then when you have a diseased organ, sooner or later, you will have a diseased body and you will have death, disharmony, dis-ease in the body. And that's where we're sort of at is if every cell in our body itself realized, ah, it's not what I believe and think it should be about this. It's what nature says about it. And then my ability to align with what is already happening in nature. Mm -hmm. And then we become the most fittest for survival because we've adapted to nature, not expecting nature to adapt to us. 100%. 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, 
this has been one hell of a show. Uh, I am, you know, we're almost two hours, well, an hour and 43. It's going to probably come down to about an hour and a half. Uh, Len, you are taking new clients now, I believe, right? Yeah, I've got a couple spots. Yeah, I, I don't always, but um, I'm always looking for at least meeting people and talking. Uh, those that are creative, those that are willing and brave of being able to forge a new them. Yeah, I love that. I love, love, love that. And, you know, if you're listening to the show and you want more and you've got questions, this man is, uh, you know, like I said, we just touched on the surface of this stuff. This was such a fun conversation. Um, and uh, I want you to reach out to him. It, you know, there's that thing inside your head that says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And you never end up doing it. This is that one time where you should do it. What, uh, where can they reach you? Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I'm going to have, I'm going to have all these, uh, all this is going to be in the episode description. You're going to have all the notes. Um, but where, where can they reach out to you? Probably best would be my, uh, uh, website, which is, uh, www.zenlencoaching.com. So Z-E-N-L-E-N coaching, all one word.com. And I mean, they, uh, my Facebook is on there. They can get, I can reach out email. Um, I've got my book that's on there. I've uh, got numerous podcasts. This will be on there when it comes, uh, released. And so they can actually do some content search. They can, you know, get involved in, in what I'm teaching. And then if they continually want to learn more about the alchemy within, then uh, please reach out and let's have a talk. Yeah. And if you have a hard time reaching out to him, or if you don't want to reach out to him directly, ladies and gentlemen, info at the mental mastery Alliance, I'll get you in touch with them. Oh, you bet. Uh, uh, Len, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I had, I had an absolute blast with you on the show. Um, I look forward to uh, round three for us, round two for the guests. Um, and we'll get that set up, you know, whenever we do, I, I'm, I certainly want to keep this friendship uh, blossoming, growing and, and, and creating great results for everybody all around. Yeah. And I really appreciate being on the show and really just stoked about the next one where we can expand on these, uh, expansive ideas. A hundred percent. And, you know, and in congression, you know, when it all comes together a couple of years from now, we're going to have, you know, all the episodes all in congruent the form, they're going to look great, you know, and, yeah. and it's going to be, it's going to be a whole message. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Len, no, I just, just do the, you know, the only thing I would probably end with is, is really the powers in the application practice, treat your life like a science lab, experiment with absolutely everything. See what hurts you, see what doesn't hurt you and stop doing the stuff that hurts you. There you go. I love it. Absolutely love it. Ladies and gentlemen, with that massive bombshell, uh, we're going to leave you here. So in the infamous words of uh, Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.